0: This episode was originally recorded for Living Beyond Breast Cancer as an intro to their Knowledge is Power, Understanding Black Breast Cancer series.
1: We know that cancer is a complex disease, and it's especially overwhelming for someone who may be new- newly diagnosed, especially with all of the terms and all of the subtypes, etc. It can be so challenging just trying to figure out how to navigate the healthcare system, especially as Black people here in America. My name is Dr. Karen Ringfield, and I'm here with Dr. Zanetta and Dr. Tiffany, and we are the Three Black Docs. And we wanna welcome you today. We're gonna to talk about what you need to know as a Black individual, as a Black person who's been newly diagnosed with breast cancer, and share with you what some of the questions that you might wanna to bring to your doctors and what, how you can support yourselves as a cancer patient. So thank you again for joining us. Dr. Tiff, I'm going to start with you. Yes. Um, You know, this is very complex, right? All cancers are. Yes. But breast cancer in particular, why don't you share a little bit about some, what's some information that someone with a newly diagnosed breast cancer should know?
0: Okay. So... First things first, I want to thank Living Beyond Breast Cancer for doing this because you know how excited I am about Education right patient education and educating the community because this is so complex and there's so much information that comes at you at once. Right. And so The more opportunities patients have to hear the information, the better so For breast cancer, everything boils down to what type of breast cancer you have and what stage you were diagnosed at. Okay, so let's take those two concepts separately stage. The first thing you're gonna hear is stage, which could be anywhere from one to four. It could be zero if it's a non-invasive breast cancer as well, which is called DCIS or LCIS. But if you have an invasive breast cancer, the staging is gonna be from one to four. One is the earliest stage, four is the later stage. What it means is that stage one, two, and three are still local, meaning that the cancer has not spread from outside of the breast or outside of the lymph nodes associated with the breast. When you have stage four, it means that the cancer has spread from beyond the breast and the lymph nodes associated to the breast to other parts of the body. Mm -hmm. And so your stage is critical because it will tell or it will determine how your treatment um, plan goes okay so from stage one to three we talk about being curable and with stage four we talk about treatments that will Keep the cancer controlled.
1: So, I'm going to go to Dr. Zanetta. So, Dr. Z, I want you to talk about some of the tests that we use to even determine whether or not someone has breast cancer and what their stage might be. Why don't you go into that for us?
2: Sure. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Living Beyond Breast Cancer. We are so happy to speak to you and to educate you about breast cancer. So, you know, I I see breast cancer patients all the time. And, you know, when I first walk into a room, it's really just, you know what, I want you to know that there are people who care about you and we are here to take care of you, okay? So, you know, feeling comfortable with your, with your treatment team is, is really important. And so, like, like, like Tiffany said, there will be a lot of people that you come in contact with. You know, sometimes you may see a surgeon first sometimes you may see you know a chemotherapy doctor like me first and so and so really what happens you know i know a lot of uh a lot of people they've you've experienced breast cancer or you've known someone who's had breast cancer and so you know uh dr tiffany was talking about the different stages But there are lots of tests that we do, and and some of those tests depend on the stage of disease. Mm -hmm. So most women would have had some sort of imaging of their breast, and what I mean by imaging, a mammogram, in some cases we do an MRI um, to to, uh, evaluate the breast tissue further. Depending on the stage, we may do a CT scan and you know this is something that's unusual because i see a lot of people and they say hey you know when am i going to get a ct scan of the entire body Mm -hmm. if you have an early stage breast cancer we know that the likelihood of of it spreading beyond your breast is pretty low so you may not get a full ct scan of your body and that's really an important point that that i would want you to know about and so you know we 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 do mammograms we we do we may or may not do uh mris and so we there will always be some sort of a of a surgery in the form of a biopsy but there are different types of surgeries that we do for breast cancer mm-hmm. so there is something called a lumpectomy which which takes you know the breast tumor and that's a smaller surgery and so there are different criteria that we use to determine who may or may not get, you know, that smaller surgery. There is also something called a mastectomy and that's when the, the entire breast tissue um, is removed. And when we think about um, breast cancer and what to ask early on, you know, one of the most important questions to ask is, you know, what kind of surgery, if I'm a candidate for surgery, what kind of surgery will we have?
1: Yeah. You know, you know what's what's interesting is that you know oftentimes people get confused. Cancer can happen in any organ in the body. Absolutely, the breast has two specific types of tissue that is important, and and I know Dr. Um, Tiffany had mentioned DCIS. Remember, the breast is made of these organs called lobules, and that's where if a woman is breastfeeding, for instance. That's where the milk is made, it's the lobules. Mm -hmm. And the duct tissue is literally the conduit where the milk goes to the nipple. And so that's the duct. And either one of those tissues are specific to the breast and can become a cancer. And so ductal carcinoma in situ just means that there's a tumor that's formed inside the lining of the duct. And similarly... Lobular carcinoma in situ, LCIS, is where there's tumor that's sitting inside of that lobule. Hasn't come out, hasn't broken out yet. So remember, when Dr. Zanetta is talking about the ability just to go in and do a small surgery, a lot of it's based on, has it spread outside of the organ? Is it an in situ? Is it a ductal carcinoma in situ, or is it invasive, meaning it's had the opportunity to break outside of the duct or lobule? And if it has, then that may mean that you might need to get a sentinel node biopsy. Dr. Tibb, why don't you share a little bit about sentinel nodes?
0: Yeah, so the sentinel node is the first node um, that drains from the breast, right? So lymph nodes drain parts of the body. And when a surgeon wants to look at whether or not there's cancer in the sentinel node, what it means is that they find the first lymph node that drains from the breast to see if there's cancer there. And that helps with cancer staging. that was actually an advance, uh, a huge advance in surgery, because right. before the sentinel node biopsy, um, women and men with breast cancer were getting a lot more lymph nodes removed. Whereas, which right. causes can cause trouble down the line with swelling, lymphedema in the arm. Now, by being, I mean, yeah,
2: yeah the swelling, swelling of the yeah. arm,
0: right? And so mm-hmm. now, with being able to sample, you know, just that first. Uh, Lymph node draining from the breast and being able to stage a cancer that way that has saved a lot in terms of complications I think what what is interesting and important here to mention though is you know, we're talking about a lot of different Parts pieces of treatment and so that is, you know a very basic thing to kind of wrap your mind around if you have a new diagnosis and that is that there are different oncologists who do different Mm -hmm. parts of your treatment and so Depending on your stage, um, the parts of your treatment Will consist of surgery, you know, so you'll see a surgical oncologist for about surgery, um, then a medical oncologist to talk about chemotherapy, possibly, or endocrine therapies pills that you might take depending on what type of breast cancer you have. And then um, you will also see a radiation oncologist like Dr. Karen um, to talk about whether radiation treatment is indicated and so. You know, I think part of um, the whirlwind, right, when you're first diagnosed, besides just hearing the C word and getting, Mm -hmm. you know, past that initial shock, is that once you get that diagnosis, things start rolling, all of a sudden, you've got three appointments, you got to be here, there and everywhere. And it's like, who are all these people, right? But those are the three. It's your surgeon, your medoc person for chemo and endocrine therapy, Medical and then your radiation yeah. doc, right? Um, and also a plastic surgeon in some instances if you're talking about reconstruction. Right. Um, so, so you talked
1: a little bit about the different types of treatment. You mentioned endocrine therapy, and I think that makes up an important point, right? Yes. When the tissue is taken out it gets looked at under the microscope. Remember, it's not just those three doctors. There's a whole team around you, right, when you get a diagnosis. There's a pathologist, which is a doctor that looks at the tissue underneath the microscope. We already mentioned that there may be a mammogram or MRIs or other screens. That's (laughs) a radiologist who reads those images. But when that pathologist looks at that underneath the microscope, they're looking for a couple of things. Which tissue did it come from in the breast? what's the grade, meaning how aggressive does that tissue look? And that gets scored on, on, a, on a one to three scale. So it could be grade one, which means, hey, it looks quite normal, looks very close to what a normal breast tissue looks like versus grade three, where it looks very aggressive. And that can actually help to dictate what some of the treatment might be as well. But we're also looking to see if there are special markers or proteins on the outside of the, of of the cells. So Dr. Zanetta, talk about those proteins and talk about specifically for Black women,
2: what some of the challenges may be around those markers? Exactly. So, so anytime we look at a pathology report, we always want to know whether or not those markers are estrogen positive. There's another we we call that ER. We also have progesterone positive, and there's also something called HER2 new. Um, why that's so important is because as a medical oncologist, that determines what test i do it determines you know what treatments i do it determines whether or not you get a pill the thing that's so specific in black women is that often in black women none of those markers may be present and so and so treatment options may vary significantly Uh, because of that and so that's something that we call triple negative breast cancer and so when you are diagnosed with breast cancer I recommend all of my patients to get a copy of their pathology report you should know what is being said about you and so on that pathology report it will it will say whether or not you know it may say something like invasive ductal carcinoma it may say ER positive and tell you how positive the ER is. It will tell you how positive the PR is or whether or not you know the HER2 is positive. And triple negative, you won't see any of that. And so that's really one of the challenges that we have as Black women in treating breast cancer um, because it limits some of our, our treatment options.
0: Yes. OK. So, can I? Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, go ahead. I was going so, to pause for the call. because yes. I think <laughs> we have covered the top three things that I think everyone should know. And so right. if you get nothing else, get right. that.
2: Let's no, do a quick they, summary. Let's do a quick yes, summary again. Because we just people. covered
0: it real quick. But yes. I mean, these are like the points that I think everyone should know. Um, and that is know your stage, right? Know what type of breast cancer you have by receptor status, ER, PR, uh, and HER2. Right. Right. And Versus then triple negative. Right, and the third thing is I see a lot of confusion between grade and stage. So I, right. I'm so glad you brought that up, Karen. Um, and that is that your stage is from one to four or even zero if it's not invasive right? Your grade, right? Your grade is what is on the pathology report about how your tumor looks under the microscope.
2: Right. So I
0: think if you get those
2: three things, mm-hmm. you're already, you're ahead of the game. Ahead of the game.
0: We have to take a break. We'll be right back. Living Beyond Breast Cancer offers trusted information and a community of support for anyone newly diagnosed with breast cancer. For metastatic-specific resources, visit mets.lbc.org. For early-stage resources, visit livebeyond.lbbc.org.
1: Let's talk, though, a little bit about why this is important. So anytime there's a breast cancer diagnosis, a clinician is going to say, what are the tools that we have in our toolbox to treat this? And so all of this information is important. The ERPR, so estrogen and progesterone, those normal hormones that women have, can sometimes drive tumors, right? And so it's important to know if those are present because we have special medicines, usually by pill, that can be taken that can help reduce... The levels of estrogen that are in our body, or to even prevent those cancers from from seeing, if you will, the estrogen. Now, her two, I tell you, there's a medicine called trastuzumab which has revolutionized the treatment of her two right. positive tumors. Which one of you all want to take that? My medical oncology <laughs> colleague.
0: <laughs> well, I'll I'll take because you know I I have given whole hour in long talks no, no, just about or two positive (laughs) breast cancer, or just about triple negative. But but this is what I'll say uh, broadly and generally. So in terms of the different subtypes, right, the ERPR positive subtype is the most common when you look, you know, just across across the board board across the U.S. That's about 60% of breast cancer diagnosis, right, which is ERPR positive. Now, Besides treatment options, it also tells us about how the cancer will behave in terms of aggressiveness, in terms of chances of recurrence or where the cancer may recur. Okay. And so the ERP or positive breast cancers tend to be the least aggressive and the most common across the us in general the issue is that you know when we start to look at black women and we start to look at the more aggressive subtypes of cancer of breast cancer the triple negative meaning that you don't have any of those three markers er is negative pr is negative her two is negative or the her two positive breast cancers Those two subtypes tend to behave more aggressively and African American women, black women have higher rates of triple negative breast cancer when compared to other groups. Okay, so that's important because it's already a more aggressive breast cancer. Now to talk about Strides that are made with cancer treatments, right? So you mentioned trastuzumab and other drugs like it, which are targeted Mm -hmm. to HER2. That means if you think about chemotherapy, chemotherapy is going to hit all every target tumor cells that are dividing in your body, but regular cells that are dividing within your body, right? So that's where some of the side effects come from because-
2: you know. And, I, and you're- I think that's an important point r- yes. real quick. So, yes. so chemotherapy kills rapidly dividing cells. And that's one reason Period. why with chemotherapy, you lose your hair because your hair follicles right. are considered rapidly dividing.
0: Yes, or you get nauseous or you get diarrhea because of because the GI it's tract. impacting. Right.
2: Back to the HER2 which well, represents about HER2, 25%, though,
0: it's a targeted therapy which means that it will seek out if you will the cancer cells and leave normal rapidly dividing cells alone, right? And so you don't get the same level of side effects as you do with like just kind of Regular chemotherapy hmm. now, the issue with this is triple negative breast cancer until very recently we didn't have any targeted therapies um and that is an area that is rapidly evolving right now the the latest um the latest uh stride uh if you will in triple negative has been immunotherapy in the metastatic setting, right. but this goes to the important piece of clinical trials right. right. Because nice. mm-hmm. the thing about triple negative breast cancer, A, black women get in more. B, right. is more aggressive, C, less treatment mm-hmm. options because mm-hmm. those targets have yet to be identified. And the targets that we have in triple negative breast cancer that have been identified are in clinical trial. Right. So if you get a triple negative diagnosis... You want to ask about possible clinical trial options, and that is why, and I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead. So,
1: so let, me just, <laughs> let me just back up, too, because I think it's really important, again, to, we're all talking about treatment, et cetera, but it's really important to know that not everyone with breast cancer will need chemotherapy. Correct. That is an tests. important point. There yes. are some tests that we can do. So Dr. Z, talk about some of the tests that we do to di- differentiate. Who needs chemotherapy
2: and who doesn't? Sure. So, so you know, in in our oncology lifetime, um, there have been these genetic tests that that we will send on the actual tumor specimen, and it will identify several different genes to see your risk of 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 having you know an aggressive breast cancer in in you know ten years. How long? Will you live? The, a lot of these tests are predictive also of how well you will do with chemotherapy. One of the more common tests that we do is something called Oncotype DX. And so this test has really, and, and there, there are others, there's PAM50, there's Mammaprint, And so depending on you know, where you are in the country, different people may use different things. There are advantages and disadvantages for both. The most important thing that this test does it saves us from giving chemotherapy to people who do not need it. And so that is so important, because I actually remember a day when we used to kind of guesstimate, we would sit and say, "Uh, ah, the risk is about this much." And, and so now we have objective data that will say, "You know what?" the chance of you being alive in five or 10 years is like 95%. So we don't recommend that you have chemotherapy. So honestly, more of my conversations now are not about chemotherapy Uh because of improvement in screening. We're seeing earlier stage breast cancers. Yes. And, and I can say, Hey, you know what? You might just need a pill. Or you may just need nothing at all. And Mm -hmm. this is why it's so important. First of all, this is,
1: why it's important not to compare your cancer to someone else's, right? Yes, everybody's journey yeah. is different. Yeah.
0: Right? Say so it okay. again for the people and in the back. Carrot, yeah,
1: right? say <laughs> it
2: again. Say it again.
1: Everyone's cancer is different, y'all. So stop comparing yourself one to the next. Yes, okay? right. And that's why it's really important to ask the questions asking about what your stage is, asking about your marker status, asking right. about your grade, asking about your genetic tests and if you've had it done. And if you're a young woman, because we know breast cancer affects young women, young black women the most, right? Yes. So triple negative breast cancer in black yes. women happens in young black yes. women. Yes. And so any woman that's under age 45 who's diagnosed with breast cancer, they need to yes. check to make sure at least to have a conversation with a geneticist, right? Or yes. somebody yes. who's gonna say, is there a possibility that you might be carrying a, a, a known marker, you right. know, in your family, right? Or if you right. have a a mother or a sister um, or you know that has breast cancer perhaps it may mean uh, we might need to check right so these are important questions to ask and because it's really important not only for your treatment but also again so you don't know your girlfriend down the street may have breast cancer too but it may not be the same exact thing that you have and so treatments will vary
0: can we and can we talk about this for a minute (laughs) two things two things (laughs) I hope I don't forget my points. Okay, okay. one, genetic testing. <laughs> if you have triple negative breast cancer, 60 or, or, or younger. So if you have triple negative breast cancer because of the association between triple negative breast cancer and genetics yeah. in breast cancer, uh, anyone up to the age of 60, so 60 or younger, should be be getting a referral to a geneticist. And
1: treatment. that's BRCA1. You you may, yes. you may have heard that, the BRCA1 or BRCA2 is really the one that's most closely associated right. with mm-hmm. negative breast mm-hmm. cancer in black women. Right? Yes,
0: BRCA1. Yes, correct. Now, the second point I wanted to make when you were saying, you know, um, try not to compare yourself to other to others, also try not to compare yourself to others when it comes to stories about how people tolerated treatments, okay? Because here's the thing, your treatment plan is individual and specific to what you need, okay? And so a lot of times, you know, we will see patients who have already heard that this person had a terrible time with chemo or that person had a terrible time. And it's like, you don't know if they're getting the same treatments Mm -hmm. you don't know if they had underlying conditions that made stuff worse Mm -hmm. you don't know if their doctor was doing everything they could to Mm -hmm. optimize other ways to get through those side effects so please please if you have heard stuff from other people about well this was horrible and that was bad just keep an open mind because it's specific to you yeah okay
1: now, you said something that reminds me of Dr. Z, because she is the, the communication guru <laughs> here. And, and so I'm going to pass it off to you. I do want to talk about radiation and when radiation therapy is indicated. But Dr. Z, go ahead and
2: follow up on this line of thinking. Right. So, so one of the things that's really important to communicate with your doctor is how you are feeling during treatment. I encourage all of my patients to write it down. Mm. If, you know, if you say, you know what? I'm having trouble. I picked up a cold drink and my hands were tingly. Write it down. Write it I want to know about it. I want to know about it because I can't help what I don't know. Mm. And, and and sometimes it's hard. I'm, I may not be able to pull out the information. And so your doctor really wants you, if someone's giving you chemotherapy, as a medical oncologist, we want more than anything for you to do well with it, To to be able to tolerate treatment.
1: Free Black Docs is not intended as medical advice. All opinions are our own. Free Black Docs is produced by Wings Productions.
2: Like what you hear? Make sure you rate and subscribe. Free Black Docs is available wherever you get your podcasts.